Joey Sulipek is uh, not only a guy that knows the weather, and we've got some harsh weather coming in, but he's also uh, a business guy that can give us a little insight, I think, into how the crime rate in Memphis may be affecting business, certainly affecting tourism. And, Joey, good to have you with us this morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, we just got this report that uh, Memphis is the most dangerous city in the country, ranking way above Chicago and Detroit and St. Louis, uh, Baltimore, these other cities that we usually uh, ascribe as being violent, dangerous cities. Memphis is number one. What is the impact that this will have on business in Memphis, not just tourism, but are businesses going to flee the city because of the dangers of doing business in Memphis? You know, we have had a very difficult uh 12 months, maybe 18 months, high-profile uh, high issues, high-profile crimes that have made national news. Um, and that's always horrible for your commerce, for your uh, tourism industry, everything you're trying to build. Anytime we see Memphis on the national news for a crime report, that does give us, you know, a bit of a uh, bruised eye uh, in, the, in the business world. And these companies... Um, you know, that's a, that's a big deal to them when they're thinking about relocating, when they're thinking about coming in and trying to provide a workforce. You know, when you when you bring a business into Memphis, you're also depending on the uh, the local uh, uh, people to to be your workforce. And so now, you know, they're trying to make decisions and and see is this a good move for us? Is it not a good move? But you know, I'm also concerned about the local impact, not just from businesses coming in, but the fact that. Uh, you know, there's a huge uh, momentum right now where Memphians are scared and don't want to venture out. And uh, I've seen a huge uptick in dialogue and conversations about uh, uh, people wanting to move out of Memphis. So, uh, you know, here I'm a Memphis guy. I love Memphis. And I know that crime can be cyclical. So what I'm hoping is that uh, we'll get some leadership uh, movement that will try to address it and bring this back down and that we can go back to being the city that used to be known as the cleanest city in America, uh, believe it or not, instead of one that's um, up there for crime. You know, we just had uh, Chicago Mayor Lightfoot get drubbed in her race for re-election, first Chicago mayor in 40 years not to be re-elected, and crime was the issue. I mean, she ended up getting 16% of the vote, 84% of Chicagoans voted against her or voted for somebody else. Uh, somebody uh, texted me earlier, what about the 79,000 people that still voted for, those people that need need mental health um, intervention? Will, will Memphis see the same thing and start doing the same thing to political leaders in Memphis in response to the crime rate? And as you said, get a change of leadership. I'll tell you this, it's going to be a uh, maybe the main focal point issue in the election. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how it's addressed by everyone involved because it's definitely the hot button topic of the moment you know memphis is is the city of broad shoulders i mean there's a lot of people here with good hearts and it's always uh it's always disappointing disheartening when you see some uh, bad actors uh, get high profile um get very high profile and make the whole city look bad and this is a great city it's a lot of good people so I am. Uh, I'm going to be encouraging and positive, and hope that uh, Memphis will come together and make some good decisions to turn this thing around. I think it's going to be interesting. 
you know, dealing with the crime issue, you know, on the front lines with police, judges, uh, the DA is, is a big, important step. But what can the chamber, what can business leaders do? What can the tourism folks in Memphis do to and not gloss over the, the issues, but at the same time assure people in the community and outside the community that it's maybe not as bad as the appearance, uh, certainly appears pretty bad, but is there anything businesses can do to help counteract the negative image that this is creating for Memphis? You know, that's a good question. Um, what can businesses do? Uh, good grief. Maybe, maybe come together in a more high-profile way, in a more public way, in a more, whether it's social media or uh, using the local avenues, local broadcast news, local print media, to show that they're coming together uh, in banding together. You know, something along the lines of uh, the the high-profile the high um, work in the past where dads will get together and patrol in front of a school. Um, or walk the halls of a school or walk their kids to school. You know, communities coming together. Communities can come together uh, to battle this. And I'd love to see that occur, not just to, to show the world what Memphis is about, you know, which is, which is really good things, but to help tamp down that crime. And I'll tell you something else we don't need to do. We don't need to defund our police. We need to uh, back them and give them what they need and encourage them and uh, – uh, supply them uh, with the cash and the uh, everything they they require to get stronger and to uh, and to be a good police force. We know we've had some issues there, but crime's not going to go away. We just got to change how we deal with it. Well, it's unfortunate that you've got uh, city leaders that can can uh, recite the name of Tyree Nichols uh, after that horrific beatdown that, that, and murder by police officers, and yet few can, can speak the name of Officer Red, who was buried this week after being shot and killed uh, uh, in Memphis just uh, just a, a week or so ago. Uh, when, you, when you look at the, the, the bringing the community together, I, th- I think you raise a great point, uh, Joey, that, that you had huge marches, you had huge rallies in the wake of Tyree Nichols' death, where are pastors and business leaders and community leaders coming together in sort of reclaim our community? Let's stop crime in our community and have the same kind of public response to the, the rising crime that they had to that one particular incident. You know, I think, and I'm, I'm trying not to get too politicized myself, but let me say this. A lot of, you know, first of all, the Tyree Nichols case was horrific. It should never have happened. And I think it, everybody agrees on that, that it was a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, and I, I pray for that family, uh, uh, and I hope I hope for better things for us. But we all know that a lot of the um, protests and marches that were here were brought in from out of the city. Um, you know, and that seems to be, to me, the new wave uh, where we're seeing mobile activism where you have uh, you know people that are ready to roll at any moment to travel states and states and states away and while there can be good times to protest i'm 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 pro freedom of speech but you also don't want to have an outside influence trying to you know decide what you're doing locally i think locals need to come together and protest or change the administration I'm not really for this sort of random anarchy that we seem to be traveling towards. Um, I'd rather see our locals, like you just said, let's let's 
protest peacefully about Tyree Nichols, but let's also protest peacefully about uh, another officer who was shot or about our crime rate. I, I think we're I think we're just going about it the wrong way, and I'm hoping we can turn that uh, that aircraft carrier around. Well, as you point out, that starts in the community. These activists that come from out of town to complain and rant and rave and shout, then they leave, and and the community is is the place where folks have to roll up their sleeves, as you point out, come together and say, okay, how do we actually address this in a way that will make our streets safer, our community safer. Um, again, in the black community, it is young black males who are the ones being shot and killed on a regular basis. Black pastors, black parents have to step up and say, enough is enough. We're, we're going to fight to save our kids, and that means making sure that the bad actors in our community serve time in jail, don't get this kind of revolving door catch and release process. But again, as you pointed out, it starts in the community, and the community is where that leadership has to come to uh, to bring things together. Now, Joey, you have a background in in weather as well, and we are entering March, the old saying, March uh, enters like a lion and exits like a lamb or vice versa. Looks like we're getting a little lion action this week with some, uh, not not using the political term, you know, of politicians lying, but lion uh, is coming in with uh, some harsh weather over the next couple of days. What, what do we need to do to hunker down and prepare? And as you kind of look at the forecast, what are the prospects? I mean, this is tornado season. Yeah, we're we're entering that right now. You know, as you get into really March, April, May, you've got the seasons trying to decide who's boss. Is it still winter or is it spring? Right, and so that's what we're seeing. We've been in the seventies, which is just ridiculous. And north of us, they're dealing with major blizzards. You know, I think Los Angeles just had a blizzard warning for the first time in forty years, which is blows my mind. But here locally in the Mid-South, um, it's going to probably be a stormy season. This is all a result of La Nina. It has a global impact, and it's impacting us right here. And so what we, here's the newest news I saw this morning is that uh, we have been upgraded a bit in the risk department going into tomorrow night. So today I think we're at a two out of five for any kind of tornado threat. I think that's going to get ramped up as we go into Thursday. And the biggest danger, honestly, I think is going to be the fact that these are looking like overnight storms uh wednesday night late tonight it's going to begin but then it gets really ramped up thursday night into early friday morning so if i've got one encouragement for anyone listening it's use that smartphone that everybody's got it's got a built-in uh just a built-in alarm feature you can turn on to notify you if you have a tornado warning in your area you don't even have to download an app it's in there you can google how to turn it on and make sure you've got a way to get uh, get a warning because the mid-south memphis in particular suffers more tornadic fatalities than anywhere in the nation because we have most of our tornadoes come through overnight and people go to sleep and don't even uh, think about it. So I would really turn up the awareness going into Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah, stay tuned in, pay attention to the radio, to the news, and man, when that alarm goes off on your phone, pay attention to it. Joey Sullivan, thank you for being with us. We'll catch up with you again soon, and uh, uh, by, by Saturday and Sunday, it's supposed to be sunny and warm, so it's just ahead of the corner when we're going to enjoy some great weather, hopefully, this weekend. We'll catch up with you soon, Joey. Thank you. Thanks a lot.